0: This is Lauren. This is Trey. And this is the Partnership Podcast.
1: I'm Lauren, and I am one piece of the Partnership Podcast. I am the mother of an 11-year-old and born and raised here in the same small town in Virginia and currently working as a sexuality educator after over a decade of work in a maternal health field.
0: I'm Trey, and I'm her partner. On this episode, Lauren and I share what we wanted in a romantic partnership and how we qualified and unqualified potential love interests. And then we talk about our love story and from talking online to talking over the phone to meeting in person, how we qualified and unqualified each other.
1: I just started ripping into their clothing and I've never actually purchased any of it, but I just talk about the abysmal quality.
0: That's what I do on a weekly basis though, babe.
1: Well, but it's from a woman's voice. Which idea do you want me to steal of yours? It's in my sexy voice. 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 Lauren. Okay, are we talking,
0: are we breaking down qualifier, unqualifier, and then how we learn to like make a list of qualifier, unqualifier? That sounds really fun to me.
1: Okay. Why does it sound so fun to you?
0: I don't know. I mean, it's something I can talk about.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it'd be good, especially because I was listening back to our past podcast and for some reason I am talking a lot and I want to hear from you. So yeah, good morning. Morning. Good morning. It's good podcast morning. Monday. Yeah, I get really excited about these now, which is so different from good. when we first started this.
0: It was it was more stressful when we first started it. It was
1: bad. Like I, it, earlier this year, January.
0: Yeah, it yeah. wasn't fun.
1: No. And I was thinking in my head, why does he even want to do this? This is bad.
0: For you, honey. This is stressful. I did this because for you. (gasps)
1: I know, but remember you were like, babe, you're putting on for the cameras and all this stuff. And I was like, I don't know how to not do that. Well, we had to
0: get our reps in. And also, it was fucking snowing outside and 16 degrees and and whatever. Anyway, yeah. What
1: I would love to talk about is qualify and disqualify. Uh, First, I want to hear what even that means to you. Because whenever I share this with someone... They're, they're always confused. Then I'd love to talk about how separately we kind of did that on our own prior to meeting each other. And it's the three year anniversary mm-hmm. of me liking your profile picture. And. Damn. Uh huh. Like yeah. today. Today. Okay. Um, and then Wednesday is our three year anniversary of our first time talking on the phone. Sure. So I'd like to talk about even how that came into the qualified, unqualified, disqualify. And so a little bit, the little bit part of our love story, because here we are. Okay. okay? Can we
0: can we explain qualify on yeah. qualify first? Yeah. Let's Great. do
1: it. Hit it.
0: Um, it's what you like in another person, like a potential, you could do this for anything. Yeah. No, like, I,
1: That's why I think it's so helpful, is that you could use it for, I don't know, anything.
0: Yeah. And so like for a romantic partner, it's uh, the qualities that you want in someone, like as far as a romantic partner, and then the qualities that you do don't want in someone as far as a romantic partner and then it's like uh i don't know a game of clue where you just like put these pieces together and then you <laughs> you you see what works and you see what doesn't but um i got coached up and all of my coaching came from the three percent male by Corey wayne okay. where i've listened to that 17 or 18 times now 10 to 15 was the goal. Once I hit 15, then I kind of do a refresher maybe once every year. But I wanted to auto imprint that information. Once I like bought in, I was like, okay, I need to auto imprint this. So one of his exercises was make a list of things that you want in a partner and then make a list of things that you don't want in a partner and then put whatever you want on both sides and then you can filter it down. So that's what I did.
1: I want to interject at this point that I listened to this book as well. And I think it's a must read for any gender, Mm. for anything. Like you said, because in my work, I spend so much time trying to help people understand that what they want is valid. And so many of us don't spend time sitting down and going, huh, what do I really want? Instead, I think we go into dating relationships and we're like, Oh, I don't know. I mean, they're cute or they make me feel good or I don't think the majority of human beings get into dating relationships, regardless of gender, regardless of romantic or sexual attraction, with a clear idea and understanding of what they want and what they bring to a relationship.
0: What they bring to a relationship is another like what they can give. Uh Is that what that means?
1: Yes. Did you also think through that?
0: Huge foundation of what I was taught. Like, what, what you can give to a relationship is a huge foundation of it.
1: And what I find so fascinating about this principle, and it's funny because when I first listened to the book, I was not a sexuality educator, had not done the work that I've done now on techniques like the wheel of consent that I love so much. What disqualify, d- is it disqualify or unqualify?
0: Qualify, disqualify, disqualify. or qualify, unqualify.
1: Yeah, is that it allows for the other human being that you maybe go on a date with to also be autonomous and have ownership of their own person because it is not a process of like, I am greater, I need this great person. No, it's you have lots of lovely qualities. They're not the qualities I'm looking for, but have a wonderful life. Be go forth be great it is not a vilify of another human being after a date can you give me an example of how this would work how the qualified disqualify has worked for you in the past at what stages are you qualifying and disqualifying a potential date a potential partner
0: say if like i'm single and hunting
1: single and hunting. yeah um
0: (laughs) geez it starts say if you're doing it online it starts with what their profile what their picture looks like okay Huge yeah. qualifier, unqualifier, disqualifier. Now I'm thinking about it. Sorry,
1: let's just call it. You always say qualify, disqualify.
0: Okay. That's what we're going with. Uh, picture, uh, what they put in their profile, um, how they communicate, say, if you reach out like uh, in the app, uh, what they say back, and then uh, like hopefully it goes to a phone call, how they communicate on the phone. Um, all of those things factor in. Mm. And then like when you get to the first date, all of these things are factoring in. Do they ask questions? Uh, are they engaging? Do they listen? Um, do they talk about their exes? I've had da- I've gone on dates where, like, I think I started counting in my mind. I was like, Oh, this is the third time she's brought up her ex. This is the fourth time she brought up her ex. So all of these things factor into um, qualify, unqualify. Do you want to share your list? You want me to go first?
1: Wait, no. I want. To, can I ask one more question? Yeah. I love asking you about these things because. Yeah. For listeners and viewers, I have mm, the smallest bit of experience dating because of my story, right? Because growing up in purity culture, I was never given the tools mm-hmm. to date. So you have a much larger <laughs> – your skills when it comes to dating are far superior to mine. <sighs> um I I think I was a quick study, and I think that's what one of the most fun things about our love story is, is that I had come to my own understanding of how to do this, but I don't have near as much experience, so I would like to ask you a few more questions. Sure. When you're qualifying and disqualifying, are you doing it live in the moment, or are you doing kind of like a check-in with self post the experience, post the… Um, chat in the app, post the phone call, post the date. When are you doing this process in your mind? Like, I want to get real technical. Are you doing it right then and there? Or are you just taking a minute after the date, after the phone call to go, huh, how did this human rank in my, with my list?
0: I've never thought about it that way. I think I think human beings will do it probably closer to a, a subconscious level in real time and then we will reflect on it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's how it works. Fascinating. Yeah. I do find... I think that's I think that's all of our interactions though. Where we kind of do it we do it subconsciously and then and then we step away from it and then we can reflect.
1: I want people in female bodies who are heterosexual to listen really closely to this thing that I just learned about the other day and that is the concept of erotic plasticity which means that we either are or are not affected by our environment erotically. Research shows that people in female bodies are far more erotically plastic, meaning that the people they are around influence their erotic senses much more. Research shows that cisgendered heterosexual males... Are not as influenced that they can kind of hold fast to. This is what I wanted before. I had this interaction with you. Hmm. No. Okay. I can kind of take it or leave it. Now I can really put this through my body. Whereas females, and I think it's primal. I think it's evolutionary. I think it is how the species continues. Type of stuff. We're like, well, I don't know. I guess he could be what what I want him to be. And I think it is very scary. That we need to go back to our lists, post date. Um, I would love to work with individuals. I have a whole system. I have a whole worksheet on checking in with self and checking in with your list and your nervous system, post date of how do I still truly feel? Okay? Is my heart rate elevated, right? How does my body feel? Have we had a sexual encounter? What did this do to me? What do, what is it left me with? Because, of this research that now I have stumbled into of erotic plasticity, we will kind of shape shift to be wanted and desired often by this male energy. Take it or leave it. People can disagree with me. It's fine. I just was fascinated by this and the, the heterosexual single women that I work with, I struggle with this all the time of no 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 no. we need to go back to self and in just a minute i'll share some of my own stories of how i saw this in myself too of kind of this morphing to whoever i was with um it's not good so i highly recommend a list
0: okay but men are like not men morph you can make the argument men morph more than women do like men uh
1: how would you say this what do you what do you you see you see men morphing
0: oh fuck yeah Like to like get laid and stuff Uh, or to uh, uh, deem themselves like agreeable or acceptable. So men tolerate a lot of bullshit to get laid or to they put up with a lot of bullshit from pretty women.
1: Sure. Especially to get laid. Now, I'm glad you brought that up because, again, research shows that men give love to get sex and women give sex to get love.
0: Men are ready to have sex at a drop of a hat. Yeah. Where women, it takes a little bit more priming. Uh
1: Mm-hmm okay, we're getting off topic, but this is, this is fascinating. And I think worth thinking through that, yeah, our motivators, right? And is our motivation just to get laid? And that, that's an okay motivation. But if our motivation is partnership, yeah, it's worth it's worth taking a look at. I did want to ask you though, and this can come into your list or not. Was your motivation for making this list necessarily partnership, or was it just? I've heard you say this before to date tens.
0: I want to date tens. Okay, yeah. it wasn't
1: necessarily partnership like you found yourself in, was it?
0: No, okay. uh-uh. no, I want to date. You, you didn't want, want to it. date like multiple tens,
1: right? Right. You didn't want me. Hmm. You didn't know you'd you didn't. find me. Well, I clearly
0: wanted you. <laughs> I 100% wanted you, but I wanted to date 10s, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I'd like fall in love and all my focus would be to one woman, but that's just how it happened. But I wanted to date like high-achieving mm-hmm. alpha 10s. And then simple as this where it's like, oh, they're probably going to want to date high-achieving alpha 10s <laughs> as well. You need to get your <laughs> game tight. And not game, but I mean like you need to get your life yes. tight. Mm.
1: still it still does lots of things to my body when you talk about that because what's it do mm, it makes me tingling in all the places all the places because that's the thing right is that it's not about going out there and catching yourself a 10 it's about okay if i do want to go out there and catch myself a 10 i have to be a 10 i have to be what a 10 would want. would be attracted to
0: if that's what if that's what she wanted or if, if that's what qualified. But, I mean, sometimes you want something less. I don't know. Uh, right? And, Can we share lists? Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You really want to share your list?
0: Do you want to go first? You want me to go first?
1: I did mine differently. So I want you to go first and then we'll kind of talk about my process of getting here too.
0: Okay, you ready?
1: I'm so ready because then you showed me this. And I'm not everything. I'm not everything. No, uh-uh.
0: No one's ever going to be everything. It's not really the point of this. At least I was, I was coached. It's... You put all this stuff down there, so then your like your mind and your psyche is geared toward finding these things, and then you can you can edit it down to like a top ten if you want to. I don't think I ever did though. Okay, so the last time I modified this was twenty eighteen, the end of twenty eighteen,
1: and we met in person, like the end of twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so yes, five six to five ten blonde, brunette, or redhead, tan skin, 20s, early 30s. Again, just whatever you want, put it on the list. Strong male influence uh, in her young life, loves to banter, witty, loves to joke, loves steak and butter. (laughs) Sarcastic, athletic, enjoys lifting heavy weights, enjoys squatting, doing deadlifting, has strong principles, believes in honesty, believes in openness, enjoys coffee enjoys hikes and being outside in nature, enjoys connecting one-to-one, is driven, has passion, amazing body, amazing ass, is an absolute 10, turns heads as she walks down the street. Men instantly fall in love with her. Athletic, played Division I sports in college. Long hair, defined facial features, high cheekbones, (laughs) could be mistaken for a model. Uh, last one, loves sex, mm. loves exploring in the bedroom, kinky. And then knows, manipulative, poor diet, overweight, lack of morals, lack of principles, bad communicator, will shut down, easily threatened, self-conscious, abuses drugs, abuses alcohol, bad kisser. Qualify and qualify.
1: Okay, so I came about this very differently in that I had gotten married at 21. I had been a virgin on my wedding night. I had done this courtship model where really dating was only for the purpose of marriage. Dating was not to qualify, disqualify. It was if you were going to enter in, if you were going to give your heart to someone, you should be already wanting to marry them, which the whole concept is just so flawed. Anyway, I know your face is like my internal feelings about the whole fucking thing. So I'm getting divorced and I'm like, what the fuck? I don't, I don't know how to do any of this. So I got on dating apps because all of my friends were married individuals and just started to see what was out there in the world. And it was scary. Hmm. It was horrifying, especially in my little pocket of the country. And yeah. So, I mean, I made a dating profile and I just thought, okay, this is what I do know. I know that I will never again be ashamed of who I am. And so my dating profile was basically like, this is who I am. I am driven. I am highly sexual. I am a leader, an achiever. A The things that were squelched for so long I just put out there because I thought, well, I didn't have the terminology yet. But this will disqualify men who want like a meek, quiet, submissive person. They're not going to be interested in a person who says the following things in their profile.
0: And what I, gave you permission to do that?
1: Huh? Failing so badly the first time, like trying it another way. So that's why I think failure, I wish we could have a different word for it. I think it's actually a really helpful learning process. You learn so much. It was fucking painful, but... I I think I was like well never doing that again. <laughs> then I came in differently. But so I dated a few guys who I just knew. I wouldn't even say dated. I slept with a few people who I I knew in different ways. But the people I met on apps, first of all, I kn- I didn't go out with anyone from this town. Not a single solitary person. And then. A lot of people I just talked to, um, people in Florida, West Virginia, um, Tennessee, It's crazy. So many people from out of state. And those were just chit chats, but they were interesting qualified disqualifiers for me because I found how interesting I was, how truly fascinating I was. And that was really good for me because I think, I, I don't know, I hadn't had anybody really like chat me up until that point. Anyway, and then I had a few dates with people from kind of outside my area. um, Yeah, and those were bad. Those are really, really bad. So it was around this point that I've stumbled upon a book called No Happy Endings. And also a person who has had a marriage that broke. Her husband died, but... She also was a parent, and so she started writing these like lonely heart club ads just as a joke, almost as as like, she's hilarious, she's a comic, to, to show what a pathetic state she was in, but what she was looking for. So in my journal, and that's what this piece of paper is, is a ripped out piece of my journal, I started writing them too. And they were the same thing of, if I can start imagining it, if I can start putting it down in paper... I bet it'll come true because it was around this time that I was reading about neuroplasticity too and the power of manifestation, and that's why it works. That's why vision boards work is that when the mind sees it, it's like, yeah, we're going to make that happen. So this is this is the Lonely Hearts Club ad that I wrote, I want to say, a month before I met you. See, October eighteen, oh, oh, October 2019. Okay, seeking sexy and fun man who's been through some shit. A guy who loves PDA and kids, an evolved, sensitive friend who cheers for women to succeed and surrounds himself with an incredible friends. Self motivated and independent. You should know I love to laugh, even though I'm not very funny. So, be fucking funny. I tend to think things seriously, which is why I am so damn successful. But I want to remember to laugh. Let's talk a little bit about sex. I love it everywhere. Not too kinky though, I am, um, um, but just lots of it in interesting places and positions. Cool. Interesting that I had that written down too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I, th- I think I had like two or three more like different little things of like be this, be that, don't be this, don't be that. I just find it funny that I've ripped that one out and it like started to float around with me. Um. So, fun, fun that we each have qualified disqualify lists. So, this time, 2019, I was prepping to come to a work conference in San Diego, California. And I just had this really big failed date in Roanoke. And when I had gone to Seattle for a conference earlier in October, I had put that zip code in to see if I could find any fascinating people. Found one guy, not particularly fascinating, um, but we did talk and sexed, and it was kind of fun. So I thought, well, that wasn't the worst case scenario. So why don't I try for San Diego too? So I put San Diego's zip code in, something messed up with the algorithm, and I'm flipping through pictures on the Match app, scrolling, scrolling. And I had always told my best friend that I didn't, I couldn't tell her why, but when I saw someone's picture, when I saw someone's eyes, my body was going to say, huh, huh. And I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling and I see your face pop up on the screen with your headshot and your crystal clear eyes and your fucking gorgeous hair. And I go, huh. And so (laughs) I just heart your picture. I was like bookmarking men that I found uh, attractive in the San Diego area. I thought San Diego area. Um, I do think I went into your profile at that point and I scrolled through because I remember distinctly um, the football photo. I remember distinctly that this photo, you want a boat or something? You're like waving. And I read through and I thought it was fascinating. You were super clear about what you were looking for, what you weren't looking for. It wasn't too verbose. Surprise, surprise. Um, yeah. And I just thought, oh, that's really intriguing. But again, I'm in Virginia. I thought you were in San Diego. God, I just kind of left well enough alone. What happened on your end when this random person in Virginia liked your profile? I mean, were women liking your profile like all the time?
0: I mean, randomly, like, um, okay. So like a, like a, like a like a like or a poke or something like that. It's kind of like a whatever. Maybe it's, it's, I guess it's an invitation to like, uh, message someone, but it's not a great qualifier because like, uh, like strong, confident women will actually just directly message a man. And so, and then I saw that you were in Virginia. So I actually ignored it. I ignored it for like a week. And then I think it was like a Friday night. It was like a late Friday night where I. I texted you. I was like, Hey, in the, in the app. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the app. And I was like, Hey, you know, like state your business. I, I said something cheeky. And, um, then you messaged me back the next day. It's like, Hey, I'll be in San Diego, keeping my options open. Also, I'm 150 miles away from San Diego. So whatever zip code you entered, like how I popped up, I have no idea because I'm, I'm 2 I'm a two hour drive away from San Diego at the time. So then, uh, I sent you my I sent you just like, hey, this is my number. Feel free to text me or send me yours, and I'll give you a call. And then you texted me, and I gave you a call, I think, immediately.
1: Immediately.
0: I knew like it was like a timetable because I knew you are in town. And also, and then you just said, hey, I can't talk right now. What about tonight? And uh, I said, sure. I think I called you at like 6 or 7 my time, 8 or 9 your time. I was on the West Coast. You were on the East Coast. And we had a great conversation like 15 minute conversation where it was just so fun
1: we were laughing we're
0: giggling it was great We were
1: teasing each other yeah
0: it was like we knew each other
1: we were like being like sarcastic and pokey and like it was it was
0: wonderful so we talked for maybe 15 (laughs) minutes and i could have talked to you for an hour easily but i got off the phone Mm -hmm. and i just said hey you know send me the dates or when are you available and I'll drive down and we'll go on a date when you get into town and uh we scheduled the date via text and then it was like a week away when you mm-hmm. were actually getting mm-hmm. into San Diego and we would kind of sporadically text back and forth and you'd ask me questions and stuff like that via text and I'd be like great great question let's save it for the in person mm. and then you would like send me selfies and stuff mm-hmm. and I I'd, I'd give it a heart or a thumbs up or whatever <laughs> And uh, we'll save it for the in-person because I didn't want to do a bunch of texting with you. Which... How'd that make you feel?
1: Oh, my gosh. It just made me... It drove me crazy in the best of ways. Like, in the best of ways. I just... I wanted to be noticed by you, right? I wanted to be like... I don't know. It's like I wanted to rope you in and you were having none of it. None of Mm -hmm. it. I mean, maybe you wanted to, but you just kept saying, like... That's a great topic for conversation. Can't wait to have it on the 26th. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thumbs up.
0: So we made definite plans.
1: Yeah, I think what was so refreshing for me, too, is, and I think listeners and viewers will definitely connect with this. I had had many men who (laughs) were much stronger texters and sexters than they were in-person communicators, they were failures of in-person communicators and I didn't know what you were going to be like in person but it was delightful to have you be like yeah no no no, we're not going to be like text buddies that's not what I'm interested in I'm interested in taking you on a date and getting to know you then um yeah I sent a couple selfies and yeah he would just <laughs> <laughs> he'd just like heart it or thumbs up or be like nice fanny pack mm-hmm. you wouldn't like be like damn you're hot you know like no there was no using my feminine wiles to like no it wasn't gonna happen
0: what i wanted to do was create the space to wonder about each other and then uh, let the anticipation build
1: oh you did that and it would be this voice it's so fun to podcast with you now because every time i'm listening to it when i'm like getting ready to market it i always the one thing that would so turned me on is when you would send me like a little voice memo Mm -hmm. because we did voice memo Mm -hmm. a couple times and damn i was in love with your voice like just the timbre and we've always said there's weird things about each other that we're kind of just obsessed with that are just strange
0: i think we like genetically i think our genetic ancestors maybe have known each other or we've come from like similar places maybe thousands of years ago this is a guess But I think, yeah, our genomes have crossed.
1: Because there's just something about Mm -hmm. what our nervous systems feel when we're in each other's presence. Smells, too. Yes. Smells, voices. We're both. (sighs) Okay, so then let's tell. Okay, so I was going to be flying in on the 26th. Can we tell the stamina story? Sure, yeah. Yeah. And so I sent you my flight details, and I was going to have time that night and then also Mm post-conference. And you were like, well, yeah, let's just do post-conference.
0: It was – you were going to get in like 11 o'clock p.m. your time. I think you were going to arrive at your hotel at 8 Uh o'clock
1: west coast. Six. Our date was going to be at 8. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But that was 11 o'clock your time. That's 11 o'clock east coast time that that you were going to go on a date. And that's a little late for a date. Even 8 o'clock is a little late to start a date on the west coast. And um, so I was like, "Eh, let's not. Like, let's give you time to like rest and recoup. And it's like, are are you going to like be fresh and like energetic for this? And then what did you text?
1: I said, do you not trust my stamina?
0: Yeah. And then I just texted back dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was about as close to sexting as we got.
1: Mm-hmm. Was it at that point where you were like, oh, this woman just wants to get laid?
0: My words would be she needs to be fucked well.
1: Mm-hmm. And I know a man to do this job.
0: And I'm just the guy to do it.
1: Oh, I am. I am just mm, that Lauren. You know what? Good
0: job, Lauren. Look what you got. But wow. Important men. Oh, wow. Just important men from the West Coast. Mm,
1: Totally thought this was just going to be a one-night stand. Yeah. Totally. So anyway, I... Get on an airplane. Oh, I I always like to tell this little small bit of the story that I I drove to Richmond, Virginia for some work things and on the way talked to two different guys who then once I got to Richmond told me that I was too much and not their type. And then another person that I had been talking to messaged me out of the blue to be like, hey, this is, yeah, I'm done talking to you. We are not a good fit. So like in the span of a couple hours, I had three men tell me, thanks, but no thanks, you're a lot. And I cried my eyes out of like, wow, like I am, I'm a lot. And will I ever find a partner who sees me and says, "Huh, no, yeah, you're great. Just as you are. Thanks for being a lot. It's wonderful. So I always like to remind people that I don't know. Falling in love, it's not always this just like perfect storyline where you're just floating along. That's in movies. Yes, that's not how it happens. Mm -hmm. There was, was, I shed big tears the night before I met you. Okay. Over like, yeah, just feeling like I'm too much all the time.
0: Okay, so yeah, they unqualified you.
1: They unqualified me.
0: No problem. Nope. Best of luck.
1: Yeah, except as a girl who grew up thinking that. It was kind of like her responsibility to keep a man. I
0: don't know. It I get hard. it, but like you just, you didn't have the reps of being indifferent to it. Exactly. Another exactly. thing that I got coached up on is uh. like be indifferent to it. Where you could look like Brad Pitt when he's 35 and still most women aren't going to like you. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Run your purpose, Mm -hmm. run your missions, kick ass. Go out and do the shit that you want to do to set yourself up for whatever type of freedom and autonomy that you need and go do that.
1: That's so attractive too.
0: Yeah. Be indifferent and it's easier said than done.
1: So, so much. Yeah. Thanks for throwing that in there. Yeah. So I was going to get into San Diego about six o'clock PM West Coast time. And the plan was that then I'd Uber over to the hotel, check in, get ready, meet you for our date at eight. Um, You asked me to text you when I landed, did that, headed over to the hotel. I'm at the check-in counter. I'm waiting in line and I look over to my right and I see a petite man who reminds me of this photo i've seen but i'm thinking in my mind it's 6 20 or it's like 6 30 and our date's not till 8 and i thought well no maybe it's not him but like wow it surely looks like what mm-hmm. i've seen of his face so i text you is that you
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> so we make eye contact i get there an hour i get there an hour beforehand because traffic just flies downtown is usually a Fucking nightmare in san diego so we make eye contact and all i can feel is the backpack on my shoulder which i have full of change of clothes full of not full of but like has condoms in it so all i feel is that it's almost like uh, there's a drug sniffing dog around
1: (laughs) toothbrush yeah Yeah. i mean you you had brought an overnight bag Correct. Because I brought you an were...
0: overnight bag that I was gonna check in with the concierge, but I literally walk into the fucking place and make eye contact with you in line. So I, I literally just kind of do this. <laughs>
1: you did. It was the most which is why I had texted you because I thought, well, this person saw me. Like
0: I drove I go drop my bag off at the concierge and then I come say hi to you, and then we actually meet in person. And then you come into my like bubble. Like you you break uh, the, the fight or fuck zone which is like polite conversation. And then like once you break somebody's like closeness, once you get so close to somebody, it's it's fight or fuck time. And you just go into my bubble. And one thing that I've gotten a lot of credit for over the years is that I just stand there. I don't move back. I don't, I don't, oh, I don't make a comment on it. I just stand there. And um,
1: not only did you do that, when I moved into your bubble, so when... You didn't text me back. You you just appeared in the space. Um, I stepped in. I guess I wheeled like my suitcase into, into this bubble space with me too. And it was just complete direct eye contact. And then you put your hand on my suitcase handle as if I got you. Um, and then I put my hand on top <laughs> of your hand. As if this was something we had done a million times over. And when that happened, when my fingers touched your hand, which was on my suitcase wheelie handle, my whole body went, there he is. And it was almost this like otherworldly experience, which is why you always say, did our ancestors know each other? Because it felt like I had known you forever. It felt like I couldn't wait to get to know you. It felt like all of these things all combined into the same moment. But my whole nervous system went, <sighs> I call it like the great exhale. Always. You have let my body exhale.
0: It was a good qualifier. Yeah. What else was a good qualify unqualify for the rest of the evening? You go mm. upstairs, you get ready, yeah, you I come changed. back down. I come down. We sit in the lobby for a little bit.
1: Wait, but what happened in the lobby? This was on your list, uh huh? Your list said that I could. The no thing was like bad kisser. Like you didn't want a bad kisser. So something happened in the lobby when I came back down. Oh yeah, you asked if you could kiss me, and then Uh
0: I I didn't answer you. I just reached over. I mean, I just I kissed you, and it was a great kiss. You're a great kisser. And then we walked to a date, and we had a conversation, and we held hands, and we were kind of close from the rest of the date on. It was like oh. We ordered apps, we ordered drinks, it was a wonderful time, we made jokes, um, constantly touching each other like we had been together, not like we had actually met in person maybe 15 minutes prior. No. It was very, it was just all kind of odd. It was like we were together for a long 100%. time. 100%. And...
1: It felt like more of an anniversary celebration yeah. than a first date.
0: That's what we were asked that that following morning. Uh, by the uh, the waiter if like we were celebrating an anniversary because mm-hmm. we had breakfast together and um,
1: And then I think the person at the omelet counter asked if we were on our honeymoon.
0: They did yes Okay, then we've just kind of been together ever since
1: It was Yeah, because so will qualify unqualify through the date you asked amazing questions um Oh my gosh, if everybody asked questions like you ask they would all have much more successful dates. That's all I've got to say.
0: And then we did a great back and forth. We did. Like where you asked. great questions I, I remember as
1: well. asking you questions as well. I was... I couldn't wait to get to know you. No, I am... Curiosity is huge for me. And... But typically, women are great question askers. They don't have to work on the skill quite as much. It is just naturally a thing that they have to acquire because it's how they get in rooms. So... But I was just... I so enjoyed hearing from you. You had you had thought through who you were, who you wanted to be. You knew your purposes and your missions and at, at one of the qualifiers for me was you had before the date written down on a post-it note how to get to the date from the hotel, mm-hmm. like take a right on this street, left on the street, then you had in essence memorized it so that you wouldn't have to look at a phone on the way to the date we could just walk hand in hand
0: i wrote it on the post-it note so i I didn't have to look at the phone but i didn't memorize it
1: but you never did you look at the post-it note i did oh i don't remember you looking at the post-it note that was sneaky but when we got to our second location so we went to our rooftop bar it was a blast yeah it was cozy then it was halloween weekend Mm -hmm. and so all of those like Bike buggies that people ride in in downtown San Diego were all decked out in like Halloween decorations. And we had both, I don't know, we both saw one and we were like, do we want to take that back to the hotel instead of walking? So we hopped in one. And I remember thinking on that ride back, I am having the most beautiful time. And I think our legs were like all twisted up in one another. I was like cuddled into you again. It didn't feel like a first date. Anyway, but when we got back to my hotel, we went to an, the other, the rooftop bar at my hotel, and you got up to get us drinks, and the post-it note fell out of your pocket onto the ground, and I picked it up, didn't even know it was, like, ours, and it said, like, directions to the Nolan, and it was like, my heart exploded, like, oh, I could love this man. Um, yeah. So then, then what happened? You take it from there. Where did the rest of the date go?
0: We went back to your hotel room. Mm-hmm. Then we had a wonderful evening and then we had a, like arguably an even better morning. Morning was so fun. We went to a, a breakfast buffet, which is like very near and dear to my heart. And then we had coffee and then we kind of said goodbye to each other. And it was really hard saying goodbye. And um, I remember getting in my car because the valet pulled it up. And it was there was a big sinking feeling in my stomach actually leaving you in this massive hotel somewhere in this hotel. there's this woman, and I shouldn't be driving away, which I've really never felt before, so I guess that could be interpretive as I was in love with you i didn't I couldn't process that at that time, but that's probably what that was and then, um, I called you, right?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah we had a phone call.
1: I think I texted you maybe like you texted me crying. and then i called
0: you yeah. because it just felt wrong actually driving away very strange and uh i knew you had a couple of days off before you actually had to get back on a plane so conference was over and then you had two days off to go see your aunt who was halfway in between us uh in southern california and i made plans for us to spend more time together and then we spent two days together um and then we actually fell in love and then we said it on our last night together i love you i love you too And then I put you in a car again, and then you went back home to the East Coast, and then I was in your town three weeks later. And then I stayed there two weeks, and then we actually figured out like, it it basically, driving home from our time together in Southern California, once we spent our two nights together at another hotel, um, it was like, okay, how do I align my life with this woman? And it was actually very kind of a narrow focus, not really as like, oh, is this a good idea? You know, am I afraid to leave and all stuff? It's like, nah, how do I align myself so I can live a life with this woman? And it was happenstance that I was going to be really close to you uh, because I was seeing uh, my father uh, for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So the day after that, 2019, I was in your town, and then we spent two weeks together, and then, geez, I leased a place, and then I was back. It's always these three-week increments. Then I was back three weeks later. Like to live there. It was wild. Wild. So you qualify. You qualify. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap this up?
1: Do you remember the conversation we had after I'd gotten home? I feel like it was like November 3rd or 4th where you said... I think i got a text that was like when you have time can we talk sure. like for real real yeah, yeah, yeah. what was that about
0: that was like i was totally breaking a rule because the relationship thing is supposed to be the woman's the woman is supposed to bring that up to the man um feminine is supposed to bring that up to masculine uh so i just said hey like do you want to give this a shot mm-hmm. that's what i said mm-hmm. because i had to come to you
1: mm-hmm.
0: i had to uproot my life and move to you because you were rooted here mm-hmm. you got the you got the child you got the business. Your mm-hmm. life was here. I was in online sales. Great. I was in a studio apartment and online sales. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was actually like the easiest Easy. thing I could do. Mm-hmm. The easiest fucking thing. But <laughs> So that was, and then you said yes. And then I was in your town quickly after that. Now we've been making it work ever since.
1: And I think on another episode we could talk about like the blip, you know. We could talk about the time apart and things like that because I think it's a fascinating part of our love story. But we can talk about that on a yeah, separate podcast. Yeah, and the blip
0: and the time apart is uh, June 2020. I went home because this was in the height of the pandemic. So I was here. I got here during the pandemic, during uh, isolation, and we're all going to die in the streets. So hard. Yeah.
1: And you know when you said, "Are we going to make this work"? Like, do you want to give this a shot? I had a list of things. Talk about qualifies and unqualifies again. I said, yeah, but here's the thing. I cannot be your everything.
0: Oh, we said that, yeah. We said that very early on. I will not
1: be that. If you uproot your life and come to my community, I need you to make a community too. Because in my past relationship, there was... A shit ton of codependency mm-hmm. and i didn't know any better and i was codependent as well i i absolutely was codependent upon um, my ex-husband and i had no desire to ever do that again and the thought of you moving here and me being the only person you knew was not a happy thought for me and so we said like okay no worries like you'll move here It'll be hard. We all know people who've moved places and they share with us. It's hard. So you moved here January 2020. And yeah, it got settled, all this kind of stuff. Week of the shutdown, you had like three different appointments lined up. You had just found like a jujitsu's gym. You had gone, what, once? You had like a Big Brothers Big Sisters or something appointment. You had like appointment at a high school You had all of these things of, yeah, sure, it's been like six weeks, eight weeks. Sure, got house lined up, all of these things. Okay, next purpose, get involved in the community. And then, boom, Mm -hmm. the world shut down. Sure. And it was bad. It was really bad. So, yeah, I think on another pod we could talk about, yeah, watching that process and the way I was able to stay true to myself and not try to be your everything. And the open hearted process of letting somebody go. I'd love to talk about that on Great. another one. But yeah, thanks for talking about qualify, disqualify. You're welcome. I'm glad I qualified. Yay. Mwah. Oh. The opinions expressed on this podcast are just that opinions. We encourage you to take what you like and leave the rest. We love research and hope you do your own. We hope that our successes and failures enable you to build the partnerships you dream about. So I like to take a little minute just at the end of these podcasts to talk about the platform that we use for our podcasts called Anchor. When we were first getting into the scene of podcasting, I didn't know much, but did a simple Google search um, and found that by just uploading one high-res video to Anchor's platform, it does the rest of the work for me, pushes out the audio and video to every platform podcast users use. So If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me and I'd love to tell you more about Anchor.